Hello and welcome back, everyone. We are in no means experts on any of the topics we are about to discuss. We are, however, lifelong friends along with the slew of guests we will have joining us. There's nothing we love to do more than to voice our opinions on multiple topics. Some of you will agree with us, some of you won't. We honestly couldn't care either way. We just hope you enjoy the banner. So, without further ado, we encourage you to sit back, relax, and welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Mike McCall, with the ever-so-lovely co-host of mine, Jared Trudeau. Hello, everyone. Well, and we'd like to welcome you all back to a more and more sparsingly frequent <laughs> episode of Welcome to the Chat. And here joining us today on one of our favorite topics to discuss, which is, of course, NBA playoffs and more importantly, the NBA finals that Ooh. we are only one game into so far. So feel like we're still getting as of time of the recording as of time of the recording we are only (laughs) we're we've only game one has only happened but our co our our guests today is one of the biggest basketball brains that i know personally anyways christopher process hello i appreciate the compliment yep (laughs) always and our other i'm not even gonna say guest our and our and our third co-host as always (laughs) Uh, the resident Nugget fan in in the building, uh, Bryce uh, by Reese Montana the Third. I'd just like to start this podcast off with go f- go fuck the yourself. The Lakers can go fuck themselves. The wow. Celtics are trash. <laughs> go Nuggets. <laughs> just just went out. So, so right right right, <laughs> right for it. Okay, and, um, and we just kicked Willie off. But uh, Chris, since you are the one that has been kind of out of the loop on some of this uh, talk we've had in one of our group chats, uh, Willie, the dick over here, <laughs> successfully, to an uncanny amount, predicted the the conference finals. I did. He said that the Nuggets were going to sweep, and when Boston went down 3-0, he said that Boston was going to come back and force a Game (laughs) 7 to give the fans false hope just to get destroyed in Game 7. I did. I did say that. This little shit. And I would love to claim that I am somehow clairvoyant. However, I said both of them (laughs) as jokes. I'm just that good. I was going to say, it seemed pretty narrative-driven, those picks. Oh, yeah, absolutely it was. But it worked out very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, we're going to try to keep this as centric as we can on the teams that deserve it, which is Denver and Miami. Mm-hmm. But really briefly, let's at least talk, since we have the two Celtics fans and me and Chris and the Lakers fan and Treads, let's at least address what... We think, as fans of the teams that lost in the conference finals, what needs to happen for them to come back next year and make that next step. And I think since it's two on one here, uh, we're gonna treads. If you wanna, I, I would like to hear your opinions on what you think the Lakers should be doing, trying to retool with a going to be thirty-nine to forty-year-old LeBron James. Oh man, that's in year that's twenty-one, assume, assuming he is uh, Comes back, just saying yeah. uh, <laughs> I have to think about my future just so people talk about him this offseason? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, I, Chris doesn't know this, but I said it 
countless times in our group chats while we're playing 2K. The Lakers should not have even been there. I was happy in the fact that they even made it to the Western Conference Finals. Because the season they had, they were ass. They started, what, 2-10 and in the start of the season? They were just booty up until the trade deadline. And then they, Rob Palinka, quote-unquote, made all these moves. Danny H. <coughs> and they had a competitive team that, honestly, like, I'm surprised, but I'm not. Like, I'm surprised they beat Golden State. That one surprised me. Grizzlies, no. Golden State did surprise me. But, I mean, like I said, they shouldn't have even been there. I was happy in the fact that they got there. Not happy with the performance. Um, granted, they were all close, like, exciting games. But, I mean... Not not what I wanted, but I think going into next season, you keep as many of the people as you can, except I think one of the things that they need to change is they need a point guard that can defend <laughs> and score. Hard to come by, but yeah. They D'Lo got roasted. Schroeder tried his best, but he was getting into foul trouble so early trying to do what he could. And it that's honestly one of the biggest things, in my opinion, that roasted the Lakers was this the lack of defense on Jamal and just in the point guard position in general. But, I mean, they they said it going into the playoffs, you know, going ending the season. They're like, we get a training camp with this team, and next season's going to be scary for everyone. And I agree. I mean, you could see what they – potentially could do you get some get a training camp in you get everyone gelling together you get everyone on the same page and get a point guard that can defend in there and i think it's a good for next season okay chris what are what what are what are you your thoughts on that take oh i don't every time i look at the the lakers roster it doesn't look good uh uh the the Celtic it just fan. looks like straight <laughs> trash. Not well, not trash. I mean, I'm still a big. I was still a person that was saying LeBron was going to get the Lakers a game or two off the Nuggets, uh, just you know, off of what he's done in the past. Clearly, that didn't work out, and maybe he is uh, taking a step back finally. Um, but I, I don't really see where they go to get you know too much help, too many upgrades. Everybody in the league is going to be looking for somebody to defend a point guard. And Not to mention no the new CBA comes takes effect. Yeah, paying LeBron and Anthony Davis and literally anybody else is going to be interesting. I mean, every team is going to be going through this squeeze, so it's going to be it's going to be weird to see. It'll be better really for the bottom rung teams like the Pistons. Um, but uh, I think the I think the Lakers are in trouble. And like Jared said, uh, I was I was thrilled to see them in the playoffs at all too. I was like, hey, look at I didn't expect that at all. It was wonderful to see LeBron one more time, and I'm not sure it'll happen again. Yeah, I think with the new CBA and everything, I think I think there's three. I think there three players come to mind in terms of what needs to happen, and it's Austin Reeves. Uh, Reeves, Rui, and D'Lo are all going to be on new, needing new contracts, and I think there's no way they can afford all three of them, especially mm-hmm. with the season Austin Reeves came off. I think Austin Reeves 
if for whatever reason he doesn't sign with the Lakers, which he wants to be a Laker. So, I mean, I think someone's going to have to offer him stupid money to get him to leave the Lakers. But, like, the projections on the contract he's going to be, like, worth is insane. Bro, Lakers said they'd match up to $100 million. Yeah, That's which is insane. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, he's a great player, and he's and he fits young, well with yeah. the Lakers, and he's young. But, like, that... He's not worth he's 100 not million. Worth $100 he's not million he's not a 100 million contract no. player. And if, I think if they sign him for 100 million dollars, I'm going to say it right now that's that is Chandler Parsons Memphis Grizzlies signing level stupid. I think that's the Lakers one being dumb but also trying not to be dumb and get rid of young star players like they have in the past. Yeah, well, that also <laughs> bit them in the ass previously when we're not trading THT. And then he yeah. sucked terribly, and then they traded him for a lot worse at later. I think the upside for Reeves, though, is higher than THT, just because he's actually produced more, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Austin Reeves has been a more impactful player than THT was, even when THT was supposedly an impactful player. Which yeah. I never saw. I never, I never understood why, like everyone was so like obsessed with him. Like, I, they, he had a I good year like with Utah talking, this year. They were all like, talking about like practice, like the teams and like the Lakers when they talked about him. They're like, he in practice, he's amazing. Like blah blah blah. Like you can just, just wait till you see what happens to him, and then it just. Never and then happened. nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, moving from Lakers. Okay. Uh, Chris. <laughs> We, me and you have like we. I've had this conversation with William Treads, and me and you have t- uh, also talked about it. But what, what, what's the next move going forward with the Celtics? Also facing some uh, new contracts to be had, and the new C- with the new CBA. Trading Marcus Smart. Yep. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Just trade Marcus Smart. Uh, that's not it, but I think that would be the start of a, not a full rebuild, but I'll say a, a reset. A retool? Into, into, yeah, say, a, yeah, a reset and a retool into the next phase. Uh, this, you know, mm. team has a high limit, but it seems like it's reached its ceiling. Um, and going forward, like you said, with the new CBA, keeping any amount of money uh, past Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is going to be difficult. And Marcus Smart has been, you know, questionable to defend in the past as it is. Um, also, having Derek White on the team makes that a lot easier, given how he performed uh, this season and in the playoffs. <laughs> he was by far the team's best dribbler and decision maker with the ball uh, yeah. all season. And I think uh, getting, uh, you know, not that it's a bad culture, but getting Marcus Smart's particular culture and brand of basketball out of the locker room and maybe letting Horford retire and getting some new blood, some new coaches like we've talked about. Uh, oh, we're getting a new room. Uh, like, and pretty much all of our play. assistants are going to be replaced. Exactly. Well, and some of them might be poached again. Uh, yeah. But I think I think a retool and a reset in, around the locker room and around the stars uh, and the you know kind of bare the bones of the organization as it is is all we need. I don't think. We need a full rebuild. It's not the only reason uh, our situation is different than uh, Treads and the Lakers is that Jason Tatum is 26, not 40, and Jalen Brown is 27 or 28. 
uh, not 32 and injury prone like Anthony Davis. So just for just so we're all aware, Tatum is 24, 25, and Brown is 26. Close. You were close. That's even better. Look at that. Yep. Um, but that, I said that because not to denigrate the Lakers, but saying I would be a lot more worried about the Celtics if we if I knew that we just didn't have the contracts and at the very least a few more years of playable time to work with. So you're not concerned with the fact that both of the Jays making the all NBA teams makes their contract extensions somewhere up to like 250 each. I am very excited for the next few off seasons to see what the squeeze does for every team because uh, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, just off the top, uh, the Thunder with all their young guys, teams are going to have to start picking and choosing, and there's going to be a lot more middle-tier players available for cheaper just because they'll kind of have to be, uh, I yeah. think. And so it'll be interesting to see about retooling going forward under the new CBA, but I would rather still have two above-average offensive and at least average defensive wings who have the potential to be all NBA players every season. I'd rather ride with those guys as my core. So the, I, I guess the big decision then that I've also been like wondering about is Brogdon coming up on like trade him. ship up. Yeah. Do we ship off Brogdon? Cause I think he's due next season. He's due for some like 22 or 23 million. This was his best season. Oh. He's had in a few years. Uh, and he's already yeah, rookie of the year. There you go. Okay, so by some metrics, since his rookie year, it's it's sell high, sell high right now, making part of that little reset that we were just talking about, and sell sell high on a player that did good work for us, but is not going to move the needle. Yeah, I like, I know, I know that Brogdon won six man, but Derek White was is was easily the better of the two of them, yep. especially yeah, down the stretch. High. People will want the sixth man of the year. That'll be a that'll you know that'll be a good trade value piece. Okay, but we're both we're both in in agreement of keeping the Jays for now. As you know, I've changed my mind on that twice in the last week. Yeah, you have. <laughs> uh, the Nuggets fan and the Lakers fan, uh, you're chiming on our ideas there. Blow it up. Um, blow it, blow it I, up. Yeah, I, 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 I knew, knew Treads. Yeah, this was the Trent conversation me and Treads have been having since they lost. He's yeah, just Trent blow it up. Blow, blow it up. up. He literally sent uh, an explosion in the group. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he did. I don't so think you, he needs to blow it up. Yeah, I think I think No, he, he said one. I, I think yeah, I just like get rid of one of them. Yeah, I think you move smart and one of them and build around one of the two because that like i don't know i don't think you're gonna be able to find the point guard that you need for both of them to play effectively off the ball i think one of them has to be more on the ball and i'm not sure they can do that together so i've been the big thing that i've been seeing a lot of that made sense as they've been saying it was the comparisons between Durant and LeBron. Or not Durant and LeBron, Durant and Russ. Yep. Like, I don't agree with them completely. Great players, but I they were, if they'll be able to go, yeah. go all the way together. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll 
it'll be interesting to see. I don't think Boston's. I don't think they're going to move him. I think everyone but them are are on the table, including Derek White. If it gets us another like all star caliber player. Yeah, I, I mean, realistically, this. that's what I think will happen. But I, I still think you'd be better off moving one of the two. Okay. I kind now of that we got in the conference finals every other year, though. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm tired I, of the I blue saw, balls. You're spoiled. I saw this. I saw this one I'm video. I'm spoiled. Though. I saw this one video where it said it was a pretty in depth, and I'm probably saying it wrong. But, like, the reason Tatum and Brown aren't going to work together, like, obviously they work together enough, but, like, the reason they won't win a championship is because, like, they have the same play style of, correct me if I'm wrong, like I said, I don't remember the exact details, but they have the same play style of, like, dribble, ISO pretty much, and then score by themselves. Like, they don't... Well, that I'm not even going to put that on them, like... That has been like the coaching, like that has been the philosophy, and I'm not a fan of it. Like I was telling you guys, like during Game Seven, how irritated I was at it. Like there's that offense for since both of them have emerged has had very little ball and player movement. Like they'll have like sections where it's just where they'll have like good little like movement, but that is not a staple, and it's literally a pass to one of them and stand and stare around and yeah. hope that they do something. That's what I was kind of going at. Yeah, exactly. And then I also saw another one where Tatum and Brown, like obviously they're star or like star players for the Celtics, but they went through the ranking of all the other starters and all the other starters rank. I damn saw that video. Last. You sent you. Okay. First <laughs> off, you sent that video. Okay. Secondly, <laughs> The dude who was doing those rankings was ranking them out of position anyways. Like, Derek, like, Marcus Smart was the only person he ranked in the correct position. Marcus Smart is our point guard, but he ranked Derek White also as a point guard, but he's a shooting guard, so you, we don't know what his rankings were with other the other starting shooting guards. And then Al Horford is center, not power forward in our starting lineup, and he was ranked among, they ranked him among starting power forwards not starting centers so yes i'm not saying it's gonna that would be like maybe a huge difference but i'm i'm just saying like that video that was one thing i meant to say <laughs> when you sent it i'm like those are all out of position and based on that as well also makes me curious to see that they probably ranked tatum as a pow, as a pro, probably a small forward and brown as a shooting guard instead of the fact that brown is a small forward and tatum's a power forward in terms of the starting positions. I mean, we know that basketball is positionless, but if th- I'm just using the metrics that he, the person presenting it in the video, was using, and he was using it as specific positions. Yeah. And he That's was why doing I say it blow wrong. it up, though. <laughs> I know, like I said, it's, I would like to keep the Jays because... I, well, I one, one thing I did say was... I was like, all right, if you want to keep them, you can't keep them forever. You you got one or two more scenes, and if they don't produce, you got to split them up. I'm down. But that's that's enough of the losers talk. All right, let's make Willie happy oh and put the uh, spotlight on the teams that actually matter still. Ooh. Uh, and to piss Willie off, 
We're going to talk about the Miami Heat first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's going to be. I need to see a Jimmy ring. I need it. Yeah. I I want it, but he can get it next year. (laughs) I don't know if he gets it next year. I, I think this might be it. I think this. I think. I love Jimmy Butler to death. I love how he plays the game of basketball. I love how he approaches everything. I don't see the window for the Heat roster they have now. I think this is this is it. It is now or or never for them. Like they're gonna have to blow it up. Just, I mean, Jimmy in general is aging. Yes, it doesn't make that big of a difference when you look at like some of the other players that have aged. But like, with. You're paying big money to Kevin Love's no, because no, they're not. I forgot Kevin Love was bought out from Cleveland, not traded from Cleveland. Yeah, so they're but all the depot. I know they're like they have money on him, even though he can't stay healthy, which I'm super devastated about. Yeah, that hurts. Mm -hmm. Uh, That bummed me out. There is going to be one of these bottom dwelling teams that is going to get smart and is going to offer Caleb Martin, uh, Gabe Vincent, and Max Struess like some serious money. And that Miami won't be able to afford, and so I think they're going to lose some of them. I don't know if their con- any of their contracts are expired this summer, but I just I just see that happening. Like those are like they have other good like key role players and everything too. Like not to diminish the, everyone else, but Vincent Struess and Caleb Martin have been their biggest like support stars. Yeah. this year and i just i don't see them being able to keep them around and like i know miami seems to always find a way to pull undrafted players out of their ass but like i just at some point it's gonna it's it's gonna run the well will run dry yeah i mean you can't <laughs> you can't keep relying on undrafted guys so i just i don't i don't know how big of a window so i wouldn't i would love to see a jimmy ring while he's still like the star and not like just a a guy on the team, the, not the not the Tracy McGrady Spurs ring, where yeah. no one remembers that Tracy McGrady was on that Spurs team in 2014. Some yeah, remember saying that right now. I, I, don't I remember. I remember. You remember, <laughs> but like not a lot of people remember that Tracy McGrady was on that roster. But uh, yeah. So I just mm. I just don't know if it's gonna be doable. But let's talk about the good things that got them there. And honestly, it's Caleb. Caleb it's those three guys that I named. Like, yes, Jimmy yeah. being the biggest playoff performer in a minute. Like Every single time, he terrifies me. Like, even, like, every year, I don't want to play. I didn't want to play the Heat or any Jimmy Butler team just because of how Jimmy Butler is in the playoffs. Like it doesn't, and like this year proved it more than most. It's like it does not matter what seed that man is. No, the the team he is on will always have a chance because of how, who how he plays and the culture that not just he invites. Because I don't want to take away from Spolstra and Pat Riley and what they built there, but I just think that Jimmy Jimmy the way Jimmy approaches the game and the way that the Heat organization approached the game are one and the same, and they were it was a match made in heaven. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, like, it's just, oh, I would love to see it. And I think they have a good chance. Like in game one, they lost game one, but they had a lot of open shots. They had a lot of opportunities, and they just Agreed. were missing. And 
that yep. can easily be explained away by it's their the first game in the altitude and they were only had they only had a few days to try to adjust. Yep. We'll they see won how it is. One or two of the quarters, though, like they won the fourth quarter. They were yeah, yeah they, they were, were they much did. Closer. But uh, like, but on that note, I'll say this: Denver played what I would call average for Denver. Like they didn't play great basketball. Like they played really good in the first half, but in the second half they were average at best. Like Joker I mean, didn't even try and score, and he had twenty seven. Does he ever try and score? Like honestly, there's t- there's times where he gets <laughs> upwards of like that. Like to me, Joker trying to score is when he has upwards of like twenty shots. You can tell because uh, he always has forty five or fifty points whenever he wants. Right when he try and when he tries to score, that that's when he puts up those huge games. And he literally is like, I'm gonna try to stay on on the Heat for right now. But yeah, like Jokic, Jokic is really one of those guys where it just. Other teams should be happy that he so passed first. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, like, but still, Max Struess going 0 for, I don't know what his finishing stat line was, but the fact that he started 0 for 10 through the third quarter, like, that is not a recipe that is going to last. No. Uh, and especially because it's not like he was taking bad shots. No, they were, were open shots like, for the most he part. He was taking wide open shots and just missing. That's not gonna, that's not going to keep happening. No, absolutely the finals, not. The finals is a pressure cooker. It's true. But I just, I think that Struce's skill level, like, if he keeps getting open looks, eventually they are going to Eventually start they're going to go in, like, uh, so, like, there, I think they have a real chance. Like, I know a lot of people, like, everyone keeps saying they're underdogs, they're underdogs, which is really starting to irritate me. It's like, and, like, I even saw it in, like, I can't remember who said it or, like, what it was even said on. But, yeah, everyone was talking about how, like, the Nuggets got lucky that they drew the Heat. And it's like, did you guys not just watch how the Heat dismantled all the teams that you're saying yeah, that the right. nuggets are that right? the nuggets are lucky that they're not having to go against right that's like, that's all I'm th- and yeah i mean that's i'll talk about it when we get to nuggets but yeah, yeah like that shit so like just... miami spolstra has earned my respect post big 3 era as being oh, legitimately one of the best coaches in the league right now cuz i was not like it's and i i'm sure he was probably just as great of a coach as he was now back then but it's just the LeBron factor of the things. It's really hard to mm-hmm. look at that roster and all that talent and all those stars and be like, how much was it really him? You know, right. but once they left and they stayed competitive and especially with Chris Bosh and then like Hassan Whiteside becomes like their star player with Goran Dragic and they're still competing in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Like he is, he has earned my respect as one of the best coaches in the league. If not, maybe the best active coach. Well, you can tell by when they they were playing the Celtics, they were like saying like how many Eastern Conference Finals has just been those two teams as of like since like how many Celtics Big Three happened? Yeah, Yeah, like they they meet up so many times in the Eastern Conference Finals, and like yeah, it's so like I think anyone counting them out, like I know the Nuggets aren't because the Nuggets aren't stupid. Coach Malone's not stupid. So no, the the Nuggets organization themselves is counting out, but the fans and everyone that are literally counting the Heat out is, I think, ridiculous. Um, 
God, the Heat are just like, and it. it I just love the Heat because the Heat play basketball the way I wish. Like both of these teams play basketball the way I I I like watching basketball being played. Oh, absolutely. Ball movement every like yes the Nuggets more the Nuggets more so than Miami but because Miami still plays through one player or not Miami but Denver still plays through Jokic but everyone around Jokic is moving and making cuts and yeah. the ball is still getting around and it's the Jokic effect of how he's such a willing passer it makes everyone else on the team a willing passer except, except Michael Porter. Porter Jr. <laughs> except Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> but uh but like the Heat. The Heat don't really do that, so it's all like that whole team aspect. They are so unselfish. They like they really don't care who's the one that's popping off, and they they will find whoever's open, and they will al- almost always try to make the right play. And it's my favorite kind of basketball to watch. But I think that being said, Willie, yes, would you like to start talking about your Nuggets? So also yeah, so I'll say this. Um, going into the playoffs, like I fully expected them to disappoint me again. Yep. So like I like like I I going into the playoffs, I was expecting win round one, and then like a round two exit on some. Yeah. Who is their Who is their round play. one opponent? Minnesota. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah that yeah oh, that's a win like, round one. With right. a healthy so Jamal, that was a right. that was a pretty like, confident I was like, win I was round like, they're one. They're gonna win. They're gonna win round one. They're gonna lose to the fucking Suns. Suns with Kevin Durant, yeah. Like I'm like, so just it's they do it all the time. Even even the old Nuggets teams with Melo, like they'd be so good in the regular season. They'd make it. They'd win the first round. They'd lose in the second round, or they'd get you know stuck with the Lakers in the first round. And they'd lose in the first round. like Or get stuck with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Or get stuck with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And I still think they they should have won that series because they had a chance to win all four games they lost. Yeah, but they lost. They did. Um, because... But yeah, no, I was, ex- I was fully expecting them to disappoint me again. Super glad they didn't. Um, Man, this team is fun to watch. I really like. I've enjoyed watching this team for a while. I've been waiting for MPJ to become a more consistent shooter, or well, more consistent scorer. I'll yeah, say. Um, like he's always and, been and actually been try and actually like try on defense. Dude, his def- like the defensive he effort two, that he, he is- has two blocks. Like he's not yep. a very he's not a very good defender, but he's trying now, and that's all we really needed him to do. <laughs> well. With his length, like, he should always, like, the length he has for his size, it should have always, like, him being a, a decent shot blocker for his position should have always been a absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he just didn't have the, he just didn't have, I don't know if it was the work rate or he was just always, like, maybe concerned about his back because we know he had those injuries. I, who knows? But it just always felt like he wasn't, like, it just the motor wasn't yeah. there defensively. Yeah, I agree. But like I said, but this I, year it definitely is clicked. And like he's still not, I'm not gonna lie, stellar, but no, but he's good enough. And when the Nuggets went after Bruce Brown, like I, I wasn't super excited about it, um, mainly because like I didn't pay super close attention to him in Brooklyn. All I knew of him was he's a good defender, and I'm like, we need someone else that can score. Bro, I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, the Bruce Brown that you guys have in Denver is not the Bruce Brown that was in Brooklyn. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, Bruce Brown in Brooklyn couldn't shoot worth shit. Right, that's what I'm, and KCP has turned into a solid shooter. Yeah, what the well, fuck? Well, KCP was always a solid shooter. Like uh, this is easily no. He, he wasn't, but he wasn't. <laughs> he was a he was a three and D player his entire. He's been like that Willie his entire. Said, he career. wasn't consistent. He wasn't no, this is definitely the highest. Him, this is the highest level for sure yeah, that he's so been like, playing so at. So when they went after him, I was like, I mean, okay. But like, if you look at it, like what's cool? But he has been out of this world in the playoffs. I've, me and me and you, Willie, have had this conversation. Like about how we were up, we we thought it was a bad move that they let go of Malik Beasley and then they let go of Tory yep. Craig and then they yep. uh, and all this. Honestly, I don't think we just saw. The, I didn't. I didn't think we saw the bigger picture because no, and like we, especially no, Barton and Morris and they let go of Barton and I Morris this summer. I this past didn't. summer, mm-hmm. like because the collection of players they have around Joker and Murray right now. I don't see how that roster can be any better constructed. No, no, it can't. Everyone feeds like they have incredible wing defenders. Now you have the you have the 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 KG vet and Uncle Jeff still. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And then you got those those lengthy wing defenders in KCP, Bruce Brown, the rookie Brown, which is Braun. I don't care. Yeah, it's it's Braun. Like, what is it? Christian, right? Whatever. Christian. Christian. Yeah. Um, and like they're not even playing like Tommy Bryant or like no Jeff Green is Jeff Green has been their backup center. Yeah, no, I like, it, like, I'd like to see Braun make like one shot in the playoffs. <laughs> Just one. Hey, man. he's like, a rookie. I I get it from Kansas like, who choked in the I, tournament. I get it, but like, come on, man, just one. Like, make a layup. Like, even the fast break layup he got the other day, he fucking botched. But yeah, Leave no. them alone. I, <laughs> I, I love this team. Um, like, cause like, so my NBA watching during the regular season is kind of sporadic. Cause and especially with the Nuggets, cause the games tip off at ten o'clock. I'm, I have work. Like, I, I'm not gonna stay up and watch the games. So like now the playoffs have started. Like this is like the first time I've like. Been sat able to down like and sat and consistently watch consistently, and like wow, this team is impressive. This I mean, it's been my favorite team to watch all season. Yeah, like just the way, like I said, it's. I said it as the 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 Jokic effect. Like every like that entire roster knows that Joker is always looking to pass. Which is why you get this insane amount of player movement. Everyone's making these cuts. Anyone sees their defender sleeping, there's a hard cut coming in. Yep. Even if they don't see their s- defender sleeping, they're hard cutting because if they can get just a window, if they even can if get it's an small, inch, if they can get an the can, inch, and, the ball's gonna and, find them. But like, that's the best thing when you play through a guy who's such a willing, who could dominate scoring, like we've already talked about, like the Joker could, which he can. Yeah. But because he's such a pass first. It makes everyone else work that much harder on offense because they know that if they get a window, Joker's gonna find them, then they're gonna right. score. Like it, and because of that, it also dribble hand. Uh, and then the they also yeah. know and because of that though, like they know that they're gonna get they can get rewarded on the offensive end. Like it's brought up. Like Aaron Gordon has made leaps and bounds, huge improvements defensively. But that's also I I credit that more so to Coach Malone and the coaching staff. Because if yeah. you look, I have never seen four guys 
and I'm talking about Jamal Murray too when he's out there. There are mm -hmm. four guys out on that floor. I've never seen them be so committed to cover up for Jokic's lack of athleticism. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. They're, Joker, they if you watch, Joker, on the Joker pretty much just kind of goes from block to block, maybe up to the elbow when yeah. they're, when his guy sets a screen, but he sags way off. And it's up to everyone else. else everyone else is covering backdoor cuts. Uh, yep. The Any player who's getting screened, they're busting their ass to get around the screen, through mm -hmm. the screen, whatever they got to do to get back on their guy. And it's it's incredible to see professional team at this level like truly full blown buy in and it it to me it's to me it's most like like to me it's most impressive from Jamal cuz he yeah. knows he's going to get his stuff offensively and he knows he's going to have to work offensively so it could be really easy for him to just kind of be oh I'm going to save my strength for offense you know like uh, like I'll put some effort in here and there but i'm not going to consistently do it but he is consistently working his ass off on defense yeah uh like we already we even talked about aaron gordon's or aaron gordon, but uh mpj's uh improvement defensively like it's all across the board like everyone wants to just be that guy because they it's just they know if they work and they do what they're supposed to do they're gonna offensively they're, they're gonna be they're gonna rewarded the ball yeah and it's 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 fantastic. And I think right now I don't think there is a single player in the league that you could point to that would be like who would be the most fun to play with. It's it's Joker, just because of that. Like you can do so much. To, and also I will the offense that Coach Malone has built around that, that Joker and game Jamal is disgusting. Like it's insane. Like. That it's that it's it's very is... simplistic. It's it's not like anything super crazy. No. It, it a lot of it the success comes a lot off of the talent and skill of Joker and Murray. Abs absolutely, but it's, but you it's still have disgusting. to sit there and just realize like you have two terrific, highly talented offensive players. You don't have to do anything super like flashy with it. It just it just has to work. But it's just. There's not a better two-man game in the league. Uh, no. no. Like, like, they like play off that, of each other so good. well. That and they have such such an insane amount of like just synergy between the two of just, them. The, the group chat in game one with Treads, just, this is fucking awful. What the fuck? Fuck off, <laughs> Jamal Murray. <laughs> Bro, I yeah. swear to God, he only makes it when he's getting smothered. He's wide open. Miss. Automatic miss. Someone's on his penis. It's in. <laughs> Trent's is just. This is such fucking bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. No, what's, what's even better was during the Lakers series, and the entire time he's like, "This goddamn Arabian." I'm like, I'm like, I'm like bro, he's, he, he's a black, he's a black Canadian man. He looks Arabic. Oh, I I don't disagree, but he's Canadian. <laughs> I, I asked, I was like, does it, I'm like, he's got to be Middle Eastern. He's got to have some. He's got to have some heritage. And you guys are like, no. And I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> he's half black, half white, Canadian. I mean, he's got uh, the chest hair. The, the, the beard is very Middle Eastern looking. I agree with you. It, the looks are there. I could not believe it. I was, I was just. 
I yeah, I was pretty angry that whole uh, that whole series. Oh man, those those group the the chat was live during those games. R- really, like game mm. one, game one was the most lively though. After that, you you. I was getting re- so angry at yeah, um, just Murray <laughs> just being smothered <laughs> in the ball going in the dribble hand or yeah, the, it was just it was beautiful. Tread, oh. It was. It was absolutely phenomenal. That Treads was getting pissed off. I was having uh, being poor issues and therefore not having YouTube TV for half the series. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't really watch that many games. Not to ruin our potential sponsorship with YouTube and Google, but uh, don't you just pirate the games like everybody else? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, it just... Man, I Mike is a god fearing Southern Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do illegal things. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that that two man game is just it's so much fun to watch and it's 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 so well, gross. Like the what from an opposing like, point of view. The like, biggest what do you like do? The biggest ingenious like wrinkle that Malone put in is not even the two is not the two man game, but it's the screen that comes before the two man game because it's Jamal Murray screening for Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, or Michael Porter Jr., who then makes hard cuts because like you, someone has to go over to them because they will Joker will find them because the ball's in Joker's hands. So you have that first screen. Which gives more space for Jamal when he comes and rubs off of Joker yep. to get to that top. And then you have someone that has to get over to Jamal. But then if someone, if the dude's lacking too much defensively, Joker just turns around and splashes it. Yep. Like, it's that screen like, before that it, sets everything up. It, it really is. And it's it's so pretty to watch. Like, honestly, I watching game one of the Western Conference Finals, that's what pissed me off. When the Lakers made that comeback... That second half, like, they were getting eaten alive by that exact play that I described. Mm -hmm. The entire first half. Yeah. And then the second half, they were just like, no, we're just going to post up Joker and then wait for a double team to come. And I'm like, why? Like, yes, it it still worked for them. Like, obviously, they still won the game and they still were getting open shots that they were hitting off of that. But it's like, why? The other play is just so effective. Why would you not just keep going to the well and... Like make them make them make, make them you change. stop it. Yeah, make them stop it. Like, cause you make them once they figure out. Okay, fine, they stop that. Then you go to that post and you're like, okay, are you gonna single or are you gonna bring the double? Are you gonna bring mm-hmm. the double from the up top and give up a three? Or are you gonna bring the double from the opposite post and maybe give up a layup? Like it. Yeah. Cause the and, Joker has to get double teamed. And the the best the I thought the best le- defense the Lakers played was when they switched. Willie passage treads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. sitting here screening for his dude. <laughs> My bad. Um, he just needed the ball. <laughs> when they when they uh, when they put uh, AD onto Gordon and and Denver Rui. still and Denver still had Gordon just sitting in that little lob position. Dunker spot. Like, yeah, the dunker spot. I was spot. like you can't have him there. AD's too big and too fast to to have Gordon just sit there. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like cuz that that is the one part where I will say like I get why uh Malone was so cocky 
after game one because like everyone's talking about oh the lakers figured it out they just now they know what to do going forward and it's like they figured out what to do because coach malone kind of stopped doing what was really working right and then they were still getting burned by that by that post up by that post up and call it a day like yeah davis got some blocks and he was able to get more active make with that switch and i really thought that that was going to be a big deal uh but yeah like because Malone went to that well probably before he really needed to, and then they just yeah he definitely went to it before he needed to. But I mean, so talking about the talking about but like the you finals, put anyone else other than Gordon in there that can really yeah. shoot. Like I know that they were trying, they were they sat back and were daring Gordon to shoot. They sat back and dared Jeff Green to shoot. Yeah. Which I mean, I it's mean, fair. It, like that's one of those things where it's like you just kind of got to pick your poison and. Right. If you're letting Jeff Green and Aaron Gordon shoot threes, I mean that's better than Jamal right. and PJ I mean, or Joker. Make those two beat you. Like if if yeah. those two beat you, like there's nothing you can do. But um, no, which is I, why I, I think the Heat have a chance. Yeah. No, I agree. But uh, speaking, of going to the Heat, talking about Game One, I thought. Um, I thought. Th- their game plan was a little interesting defensively because you could tell they wanted to make th- it looked to me like their game plan was to try and make joker score like take away his passing because which to be fair no it didn't work but to be fair to them that's when that's when that's i think that's when you can beat the nuggets it because like yeah joker can beat you offensively but i don't think he can necessarily do it by himself over a seven he can't do it by himself over a seven game set so it's it's a it was it was a i think solid game plan but it failed miserably so the one thing i did like about their 10 assists in the first half yeah, what I did like about their game plan, though, is, like, you guys can attest, like, Bam Adebayo is one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah. And the way, the aggressive Bam that we saw oh, in that aggressive, game. Aggressive Bam works so it much. It made me so happy. Because, like, he, it literally proved how great of a player he really could be. And like yeah. defensively, I don't think he did that bad against Joker no, defensively. He, he really didn't. Especially since they weren't really double like they didn't double Joker that much. They they trusted Bam to pretty much stay fairly straight up. They brought mm-hmm. late doubles a decent amount in the first. Uh, it might have been might not been the whole first half, but definitely the first quarter they were bringing some late doubles pretty early. I for- think I, what I think the biggest mistake Miami made in that game, and I think they're going to change it is. Like, they were trying to cross-match Jimmy. I don't even know who they were trying to have Jimmy guard, but it wasn't Aaron Gordon and Aaron Gordon Aaron feasted. Gordon. In Aaron that first Gordon half. was mismatching everyone in that first half. Well, no, every, one, no one but everyone cover him. Everyone on that Heat roster is a mismatch for Aaron Gordon except for Jimmy and Bam, and you're not taking Bam off of Joker. No. no, they, Because of just how small they are. Like, Caleb Martin is their small forward, power forward, however you want to look at it, and he's... Like 6'6", 200 pounds. Yeah. Compared to Gordon's 6'8", 230, oh and, and 230 even, I think, is listing him a little light. I saw a suggestion saying Lowry should be tried on Jokic. 
It's like, like honestly, the, the low got, thick, the low thick center of gravity. Yeah, he's, I, I don't think it's the with worst the fast idea. Hands, but all Yogic, with fast hands, all Yogic would idea. have to do. Speaking as a kind of tall person, all Jokic would have to do is like glance behind. It's him just not bring the ball well, down. Yeah, yeah, to a wide open court wherever he was. Agreed. And then, like that's like that's the only that that would be one of the problems with it, but. I don't necessarily think it's the worst idea, especially if they keep abusing the mismatch with Aaron Gordon. They need to figure out the Aaron Gordon thing because I think the Aaron, like Aaron Gordon, didn't do anything super crazy in the second half, but I think what Aaron Gordon did in the first half is what set the tone for like they were trying to adjust to it, and then it just opened up more for everyone else. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Denver's. Denver's defense, I think, has to get better um, for them to for them yeah, to win I, in five. Like I want them to, because I want them to win in Denver, and I don't need the heart attack that would be Game Seven. Jimmy Butler in a Game Seven. Yeah, I don't need Jimmy Butler in Game Seven. Um, I like they they have to play better defense. Who's scoring on the Heat? No one, but uh, like we talked about, like all those aggressive, open shots, they're not going to miss all those open shots again. Aggressive like, Bam happening. and Jimmy, like they they can score all right, and then it's just trusting that the the good shooters will get their shots to start going. Yeah. Like Max Max Struess, Duncan Denver's, Robinson, Caleb Martin, all of yeah. them are. Gabe Vincent, all of them are at any given moment could easily pop, get their shot going and could pop off for a 25, 25. 20, 28 point game. And then you know, you know for a fact you're going to get at least 24 from Jimmy and at least like 18, 19 from Bam. It, right. If he stays as aggressive as he did in game one, you're looking more like 24, 26 right. you're from getting, Bam. What, you're getting probably what you got in the first game more often than not. Because Bam, Bam can abuse with like Bam having a mid-range game can abuse Joker on those all those big uh, drops that he does. Yep. Like he can just catch it off of like pick and pops and just pull it from the mid-range and really just kind of go alive. And then not to mention he's got the speed as well to blow past him if Joker tries to come out to right. get, take those away from him. So I think I realistically I think if Miami is going to win this series, I think Bam is going to have to keep doing what he's doing. And honestly, I think I always I look at Bam as a poor man's joker because he is a he's probably the second best playmaking third best playmaking center in the league. Uh yeah, I agree with that. Behind Sabonis. I know a lot of people are really high on what Alperin Sangoon in Houston did this year, but it's still a Houston Rockets player, yeah. and therefore I don't. <laughs> but no, he was really yeah. But no, he did have a really good season and like had a huge improvement over his rookie year. So I get where people are coming from, but like, eh. let's see him do it not in Houston, around a team that actually knows how to play basketball. But yeah, I don't know. So, uh, I guess finals prediction one game in with Miami being down 1-0. Uh, 
Jared, when do you think the the series is is over? What do you think? I think end? it's I think it's Denver in five or six. Ooh, okay. Chris, uh, I got the sweep. Oh Ooh, I like to hear that. Okay. All right, Willie. We heard you say what you want to happen. Yeah, I want well, I want it in game five. I think it goes to six. Um, I don't think it goes to seven. I just I just don't think like it. So it going past uh, six is all going to depend on because supposedly Hero's going to play in game three. With a broken hand, he's already going to come back. Yeah, apparently, I guess it has been in like yeah, it, he, a month it's been and a since half. Ap- it's been since April, so yeah. like apparently he's going to try and play in game three. I don't know how effective he's going to be. Um, but like, yeah, if, but it's if another play more than anything. Right, it's another agreed. playmaker. It like, but if if he's effective and he can play make, I think it gets to seven, but. I realistically, I think it's six. I'd like it in five because I really think Denver. I, I really think Denver deserves to win it in Denver. Like that would just be such a cool moment. Oh, definitely their first finals appearance and championship, right. and they get to win it on their home floor. Yeah, I just, I just think that'd be awesome. Um, I but yeah, six. I also think it's gonna go six. But I think it's only going six because I'm just gonna I'm gonna fake being able to read minds. But they're gonna I think they're gonna go up. I think Miami wins game two. You think? I think yeah. I think uh, Denver then takes the next two. Go up three one. You're gonna have a classic Jimmy Butler finals where he plays the entire game and scores 40 point triple double like he did in the bubble in game five to force game six and then or to for yeah to force game six and then i think joker is gonna sit there and be like i don't need jimmy butler in game seven yeah he's like i'm i'm not doing i think we're gonna have joker where he's actually going to look to score and put up 25 shots and drop probably about 42 a 42-point triple-double in a game uh, six clincher, which, again, will be depressing because I, too, would like to see them win it in Denver. There's just something more special about winning it in front of your home fans to be able to oh, have yeah, that yeah, celebration yeah. with them on the floor. Yeah, there is. But I Especially think, given that situation. But yeah, I think, I, think they, I think Denver gets it to 3-1, and I think you get a classic Jimmy playoff performance, and then... Joker just says enough's enough and closes it out with a big time performance. Yep. I I think either way we all think Denver's gonna win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> I don't want to discredit Miami. No, I, just, I absolutely not. I just I, I it's just I, the faith I, I have in they that have offensive answer. scheme. The offensive scheme that Denver has and the uh, what am I thinking? Offensive scheme and then the roster around Joker. I think that's just, I think that's going to be too much. Yeah. Because, yes, Miami beat really good teams with really great players, 
But after this playoff run, I think it's getting real hard to not look at Joker and not say he is the best player in the world right now. At least on the yeah. offensive end, it's hard to argue. I think yeah, he's still... I mean, yeah, defensively, it's... Uh, like, he's still think, an effective defender for how he's a much more, he is, but well, he's huge. He's much more effective <laughs> now that he's lost the weight and he's gotten much A little more, bit more nimble. Yeah, like, it's not crazy nimble, but it's more than what he was at the beginning of his career. So, I think, like, that helps. But I just, yeah. I just think Joker is going, is easily the most unstoppable offensive force that they've come across. And I think that's going to be what uh, what does what does it? And just because, as great of a defender as Bam is, Bam is still even too small for Joker. Yeah, yeah. Joker's just huge. He's but... huge, and and the mismatches elsewhere also just goes right. in because it's because it's not even because like the craziest thing it's not even speed. You're like, well, you trade off size for speed. No, every single player on Denver is super fast, super quick, and everything. It's just Aaron Gordon, 6'8", 235, 240. Michael Porter Jr. is 6'10", 200 pounds. Uh, Jamal Murray, even at the point guard spot, is 6'4", like, what, 220? Uh, yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, like, they just mess. They have size, but they're still quick. So they can keep up with them on the defensive end because of how quick they are. And then on the offensive end, they just can overpower them. Yeah. But I do expect Jamal to have one. I think there's going to be. I think it's going to be in game two. Trouble Jamal? <laughs> no, 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 no. Jamal's going to pop off in game three. You think I think Jamal game, pops off in game three? I think game two is where we're going to see the Heat A because they're not. They're getting an extra day. So they're going to be, they're not playing it because what? They're not playing till tomorrow. So they get an it's, extra day instead of yeah, their. Yeah, it's, it's going to be almost a full week. They're going to be. Full week. They're going to be more accustomed. acclimated. And I don't care how old he is. He is still a terrific point defending at the point guard position. And Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent. I think that the tag team between the two of them, I think they're going to, with being adjusted to the client, to the. Uh, altitude and everything, I think they're just gonna make Jamal's life hell for at yeah. least one game, which is why I say he's gonna turn around and pop off in game three because I think he's gonna get. Gonna I fuck, I fuck that I don't shit. I don't really think he's gonna get like worked worked. No, but I but think he's they're not just gonna, gonna do what he's done. I he's definitely not. Sh I I think he's gonna. I think he only probably gets about like 20. He's still going to get about like 24 just because of how good he is and the, the way that offense is ran. But I think his shooting, his efficiency is going to be way down. Yeah. And it's just, he's going to like, you're going to like, I think you're going to see him have to work harder for it. Right. But then, yeah, bubble. I think bubble Jamal in game three or four on the road just to really like, fuck you, Miami fans. <laughs> Here's one to remember me why. Which is weird to say that I, like Miami doesn't win one game at home. It is like that. Like, but I that's why I th I think if anything Denver's gonna win game two, and I think uh, Miami wins game three in Miami. Honestly, and see, I just see it as like Miami being acclimated to 
to the conditions and everything that Miami Miami's going to catch Denver off guard not because they're out of shape or anything it's just they like you saw how how they looked in that game one and they got a lot of those open shots I think a lot of those open shots are going to go down in game two and it's going to put Denver on their heels very quickly and I think because they're not I don't think they're going to I mean I don't want to say that because a lot of that just comes down to coaching and Mike Malone is is not a bad coach but at the same time, it's. I feel like it's human nature that it's like we were able to we were able to do this once and it worked. So why change? let's just yeah, why change? And I think it's just not going to work because I think they're going to hit those shots and put Denver on their back heel and have Denver chasing instead yeah. of out in front. It, Which I mean, Denver's I not can, a bad team from behind either, but like that's just that's how I see it going down. Yeah, that's fair. If if Denver is going if if Miami is going to win game two like I think I think that that is how I see it happening is that Miami's going to start hitting those shots that they were missing and they're just going to jump out and just stay ahead. Yeah, that's fair. I will say the Nuggets are one of the most poised teams I've seen uh, in in any situation, but especially like when the score gets tight, when the shot clock runs down, because they have Jokic to just bail them out with a good shot every single time. Or Jamal, Jamal hits him. Well, sure, but I mean, even like, like, not if he's wide open. That's honestly new Heat game plan. Leave Jamal (laughs) wide open. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have the balls for it. Play defense on everyone else. Double team wide. Double team Joker. And then just just let Jamal be wide open. And hope that because no pressure means he ain't making it. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be an interesting game plan. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it would work for a whole game though. One that like, would maybe backfire maybe maybe a quarter, but like not a whole game. Alternate quarters of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just <laughs> completely different looks. One quarter he's completely keep smothered. him on his toes. The next quarter he has no one near him. Exactly. That's but, a, it's a theory. But I I have nothing else other than I like like I said I just I can't talk enough about how much I've loved watching this Nuggets team. Like yeah, I don't. I really hope that they like win or lose the finals. I really hope they try to bring everyone back because, like I said, I don't see this. I don't I as of right now with the players in the league right now excluding rookies coming in like there may be like a handful of guys that you could maybe come in to replace someone else but like in terms of what you what you could pay the guys on the roster right now I don't see any improvements that would benefit the roster as a whole yeah at the price at the price that they're paying definitely not the price they're paying so, but yes, I'm a, I'm loving this Nuggets team because they're playing my favorite kind of basketball. Agreed. But anyone else have any last things they want to part with? Nope. Nope. Mm. Go Nuggets. Go, go yeah. Nuggets. Nug- the Nuggets sweep from it's, Mr. Process. Yeah, the Nuggets that's a, sweep. Like, <laughs> that's a bold prediction, man. <laughs> I like it. But that's a hey, he's gonna prediction. he's gonna 
he's gonna look like a genius and in the process make me look like a genius at the same time because I opened up the episode saying that he's the smart he's the best yeah, basketball true. mind that Fair I know enough. personally. Fair enough. It may or may not and he's the only it may one may not have a monetary the only one calling it. behind it. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Ah, so it still will make me not look bad by saying that because now we know there's a he's only saying it because of money. But all right, gentlemen, if if that's it from you guys, that's it from me. Uh, people, thank you for coming back to listen to another episode of us talking about. Well, shit. <laughs> and we. <laughs> what we are talking out of our asses. It's literally in the intro. I just I love the. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I got. Shit. <laughs> Shit. That is, yep. All right. Uh, well, thank you again for joining us. And we cannot wait to welcome you all to the next chat. Bye. 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 Bye.